It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Reds are hard for projection systems to figure out. We'll tell you why on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily source for all things Cincinnati Reds. I'm Stephen Offenbaker, and you just heard from my co-host, Jeff Carr. We love baseball. We love these Cincinnati Reds, and we have taken that love of the game. We have taken that love for the Reds, and we have turned it into information for you. Locked On Reds is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And on today's podcast, Everydayers, we've got more from television play-by-play announcer John Sadak. We are going to be talking with him about how the Reds rated in the offseason projection systems, uh, what he thinks of those ratings, and what he thinks the National League Central could look like in 2024. Before we get into any of that, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in part by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets back if your first $5 bet or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. And where we are going to get started is we are going to dive back into our conversation with Reds television play-by-play voice, John Sadak. And we're going to be talking about the Reds projection systems or well, the offseason projection systems and where the Reds rated in those systems. And spoiler alert, he agrees with us. Um, we didn't like the results. Let's talk with John right now what's interesting is the the amount of depth and the amount of guys that are battling for you know a very small number of positions we've heard nick crawl say that there are going to be members of this team that were valuable pieces that were big parts of what went down in 2023 that could find themselves starting the season at triple a louisville just because of the depth on this team and this is the first spring training that i can remember in a long time where not so much the results of games, because we know how that goes. There's going to be major leaguers facing low A guys at some point, you know, and you can't put a lot of stock in those results, but you can see how a guy's handling and how he's throwing and give him the eye test and see how he's going about his work. And I'm interested to see how this whole thing shakes out between the rotation and the bullpen. Because when Nick Martinez signed here, we were told we're going to give him an opportunity to start, but then Frankie Montas signed. And I think that changed things to where Nick, Martinez is going to be primarily a bullpen piece that you could start in a pinch. But then what that means, you know, the dominoes go from there, John, where we may see Brandon Williamson start the season in triple A Louisville. We may Mm -hmm. see him be like the next man up. Uh, Connor Phillips is going to have a hard time breaking into this group. Uh, I don't think the reds are ready to call him a relief pitcher. So that means he'll start the season at triple A Louisville as a starting pitcher. Uh, And then in this bullpen, we talked about adding Emilio Pagan. We talked about adding, uh, Brett Sooner, who Lucas Sims is super excited to have. But what that means is a guy like TJ Antone could start the season at AAA Louisville 
and, and, and be a prove it guy, be a backup guy for those inevitable injuries that you have coming. And I think that bit of it, that, that reserve amount of talent for the first time in a long time where we don't see this image of Nick crawl or David bell on the phone to Louisville going to listen, I don't care who it is. Just send me the guy that was supposed to start tomorrow because we're in trouble up here. There's now some real talent, some real depth. And I think that piece is really what, and, and, and kudos to Nick Craw for putting this together this offseason, because that piece now means that a, a tweak to somebody's elbow where they need to shut it down for 10 days won't derail your whole season like it could have uh, even as early as, as last year. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And it's, I think guys that have options will probably see them used at some point if, if, there is no obvious other deciding factor. You know, if somebody hasn't grossly outplayed or is obviously the far better choice, the guy who has options versus the guy who doesn't, the move is going to be obvious. And it's what you should do because you have to maintain as much overall talent as you can. Um, and I, I think these are good team problems. I think it's the kind of organizational overlap and strength. I mean, ideally, uh, particularly because I think AAA is where the Reds are arguably thinnest at all the full season spots. Um, the next wave of prospect players is coming, but most of them are going to wind up being double A down to low A. Um, but I, I think the having those guys with major league experience is going to be a major, major deal uh, to the point where at one point, Charlie Goldsmith reported that uh, he had a source with the team saying that they were considering a six man rotation at triple A. Uh, so that way you can keep more guys stretched out and, you're not in theory than wasting as many bullets. You know, you're, you're throwing fewer innings at the AAA level so that you can have the most impact at the big league level. Um, and that's kind of the big picture thinking that that's, that's a team that wants to win right now. That is thinking that way. Uh, will it ultimately happen? I mean, it depends who's healthy, what the productivity is like. Um, and, and I think no matter what unit begins the year, we will see a decent amount of still rotation within the rotation. That's just how the game is. Um, so I think whoever might wind up at AAA to begin the year, that does not mean that they can't be a huge part of the 2024 red success. It might be a necessity that they're a giant part of the 2024 red success. Um, and I also think it's possible at some point during the course of the year that, you know, if there were injuries or other issues in relief, Maybe you consider at a certain point in the year, you know what, how much do we want to continue to throw this guy down there? Let's bring him up and have him be part of the bullpen. Let's make him a long guy in the big leagues so that if he does need to get stretched back out, I, I, I think there's so many moving parts. I, I don't think we're far away from, I don't know that the Reds have the roster makeup where this makes sense, but some team in baseball, whether it's Tampa or somebody of that ilk, is going to wind up with multiple starting spots that aren't starting spots. We we're already starting to see that to some extent where they're just going to have a bunch of two to four inning guys that kind of rotate in that way. Um, and some of the data says that, especially at those fourth, fifth spots, that's probably more cost effective and possibly could help you win at a higher level. And I think you could see a morphing like that at some point over time as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think the biggest picture though, is that that amount of talent, allows you to do a lot of things and and it also gives you a position of strength for trade I, you know i think if if this team mm -hmm. finds itself in as tight a competition as i think could emerge in the central I, I i think you can make a strong argument this is the most top to bottom competitive division of baseball not the best overall but that the teams could be as jam-packed as any one division 
yeah, that that could be the difference in a, a deadline type deal to address a position of need with a position of strength. I could definitely see that being the case and kind of gauging your feelings on the roster and how everybody's kind of laying out here the depth that this team has. Gotta guess and say that you're not in agreement with Zips and Pakoda on the Reds finishing under 500 this year. Uh, no, um, <laughs> and, yeah, I mean they were wrong last year too. And, and yes, the, the data is good data. And data is just data. It's not. It's not biased. It, it doesn't right. have an opinion. You know. Um, and and I can also understand where when you're dealing with uh, younger players who don't have a large amount of background data of years pitched and a lot of randomness i mean you know look at graham ashcraft he had stretches of like six weeks to sometimes two months of complete dominance and he had two months where it was really bad uh but which version of him do i think he is i think he's the really good version that is still a younger dude that's battled some injury and i think the best version of him is what you're going to see most frequently this year and over the course of his career um and so yeah i don't really think much of it to be honest i mean i i think they're good guidelines um i think it's a great sell if it's saying something positive um and if it's saying something negative i don't outright dismiss it i think it's all the data is grounded in something i do think a lot of data has weight um but i also think it is a game played by human beings and i think some kind of a middle ground between the two I, i love numbers um but i also love watching baseball because it's human beings playing bait i don't watch robots play uh and and so i i think you know it's it's a talking point it's it's very similar to the concept even though it's that does definitely have the human bias of preseason polls it's a talking point i i do think it's stuff that the teams might use to kind of internally evaluate not necessarily their proprietary systems but they have their own um but but i i don't really think that much of it to be honest with you The NL Central may not be the best division in baseball, but could be the most competitive. We'll tell you why coming up next. Before we get into that, though, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors because today's episode is brought to you in part by Backblaze. Data is the digital world's most precious resource. Backblaze has made it their mission to make it easy to store, use, and protect data. They protect all the data on your machines automatically. Backblaze offers multiple restore options, including rapid recovery in the event of data loss or ransomware. Start with a free trial today and then get unlimited cloud backup for Macs, PCs, and businesses for just $99 a year. Just go to backblaze.com slash MLB. You can access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using Backblaze's web app or their iOS or Android apps. Few data protection services have the recommendations that Backblaze does. They're recommended by the New York Times, uh, Inc. Magazine, Mac World, PC World, LifeWire. The list goes on and on and on. Receive a fully featured no-risk free trial at backblaze.com slash MLB. Go there, try it out, start protecting yourself from potential bad times today. That's backblaze.com slash Locked on MLB. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Reds your first listen every single day. Every day or coming up later on today at 2 p.m. Eastern time, we've got a live Aloha Q&A talking about spring training and these Reds and reacting to everything that John Sadak has been telling us today. We're going to also react to that a little bit later on coming up in today's episode, but we will be taking your questions and comments later today, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you join us on the Locked On Reds YouTube page. But for now... Let's jump back into our conversation and finish it off with John Sadak. You know, looking at this division and you talk about the central being one of the divisions that could be competitive from a standpoint of, you know, most evenly balanced as far as the teams, maybe not the best division, but a division that will be, you know, they'll be scrapping with each other. Uh, looking at the projections for this division, uh, whether you're looking at, you know, some of those offseason preseason projections like we just talked about, or even the odds makers at uh, friends over like at FanDuel, you know, they have the Cardinals as the cream of this crop, making the jump from last to first. And I feel like maybe they're being a little overvalued. They're being a little overrated. And like we've talked about, uh, the Reds, people are sleeping on the Reds, I think, a little bit more than they necessarily should be. Um, When you talk about the pecking order of this division, you know, uh, obviously the Reds, I think, are going to be in this thing. Where does the stiffest competition come from? Is it those St. Louis Cardinals? Has Milwaukee fallen off enough with the beginnings of the rebuild or blowing it up? Is Pittsburgh going to be a a sneaky surprise again? You know, they were in April of last year, but can they put that together for greater success? How do you see it all really shaking out? Uh, If you have to, if you have, I had to make you make a prediction now. Um, That's a great question. I really don't know. I mean, I don't know what version of the Cardinals it's going to be. You know, they're a very experienced but old rotation. Um, I could see that rotation being the bedrock of a division caliber winner. And I think they have a a tremendous legacy of success over the last couple of decades that it's hard to argue with the idea that last year was an outlier and that they're going to snap back to form. Um, They've had a wave of prospects that arrived that had very mixed results. You know, some were not nearly as effective as many thought they could be. Um, they also had a number that were injured for a long span of time. Uh, we didn't see the same Nolan Arenado, particularly defensively. I, he was not as dominant in the Reds games, at least. I don't watch every Cardinals game. I can't speak to that. But he didn't look quite the same last year. Um, does that mean he's taking a step back forever? Um uh, I wouldn't doubt a guy like that. He's an all-time great. Um, so could I see them bouncing back to be the best? In the- yes, yes. That's that's assuredly very possible. Um, Milwaukee's bullpen is back intact and adding more. Um, and I think the add of Reese Hoskins is significant. I think it's a big deal if he's healthy and anywhere near as productive as he's capable of being. You know, first base is kind of in a a black hole vortex of a position for them for a good chunk of time, really since Prince Fielder. Um, but rotation wise, you know, Freddie Freeman being the, uh, excuse me, uh, Freddie Peralta being the one um, he's had great success against the Reds. Uh, but if he's the one and going against ones on a regular basis, I don't know. 
I don't think anybody knows. Um, and as we're re- recording this right now, we still don't know what the Cubs are ultimately going to do. Uh, they have deep pockets, and they could go get some major individual bad help. Um, I think their pitching staff is really good. Um, and I think the under-the-radar element for this entire division is when you look at, for whatever they're worth, uh, the prospect rankings and the farm system rankings, this division rates exceedingly well. In fact, many of the Reds' peers are now in front of them because most of the Reds' best are currently in the big leagues, and the gap between this group and that next wave is probably an extra season or two away. Probably not seeing that robust help coming in 24. It's likely 25-26. Brewers have a lot of talent coming. Cubs have a lot of talent coming. Pirates have some high-end individual talent coming. Um, And they have a a very athletic team, and they have a great closer. I, I really don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly how to handicap it. I mean, plus I'm wrong all the time anyway when I come to uh, <laughs> anytime you ask me. I mean, that's what, I've never bet on a sporting event in my life. I never have. Um, yeah, there, there used to be a website that uh, that would give like fake money um, that you could place a bet on a sporting event. And then in theory, like if you, you started at like pennies and if you got to some dollar amount, you could cash out. And it was based on like ads and stuff like that. And Every time I thought that I knew what was going to happen in the game, the exact opposite would happen. And, and that was always God saying, like, John, you should just never do it, ever. And I, Don't I do it. Like, Stay away from it. <laughs> it's a good, probably a good rule of thumb when it comes to that. Yeah, no, I just I, – I see this division – it's it's going to be tough, but I really feel like it's it's the Reds and the Cubs up top. I think the Cardinals and the Pirates are going to be in the middle, and I really do think Milwaukee's not done. Like I, I kind of feel like there's going to be something happen to where they don't they're not the Milwaukee that we've seen these last couple of years. But I, I agree with you. I mean, they've got Jackson Churio coming up. They've got a couple of pitchers that are going to be really big time. And you know, if they can get Andy Ashby healthy, and what does he become for that that rotation or that bullpen? However, he pans out that they've got a lot of young talent they're not going to be down for long but for 2024 it could be interesting to see how that falls for me i i really do wonder (laughs) why the cubs have waited so long to do anything at all i mean cody bellinger is still out there he's still waiting on somebody to sign him and there's a lot of big talented players that are still on the free agent list for you what do you make of that because i know there's been a lot of commentary from you know Teams are getting lots of performances from their young players so much more so than they ever have. And so they're kind of foregoing free agency. Like, are these guys going to end up somewhere soon? Because it kind of feels like it's, yeah, by default, but we're still here February 21st as of recording. And the four, the, the reigning Cy Young winner for the NL is a free agent. I think the answer to everything of this ilk is always money. It's always money. They're trying to find the sweet spot. These guys want to make their agents want to make for them the most money they can, which means not only per year, but to have years to have money guaranteed. Um, And I would get, I would totally agree with you that we're, we're seeing a much higher rate of players being given big league opportunities um, Mm -hmm. coming through systems and a much higher success of those players once they arrive. Um, And I think part of the reason that we're seeing more guys being given that chance is they're the most affordable. I mean, that's obviously a huge, huge part of it. And trying to time that up is really the the trick, right? That's the sweet right. spot. What's that Goldilocks zone of 
you know, you don't want to essentially waste the players' prime years under team control. You want to have them make the most impact possible, but you also want that player um, to be the best version of himself, whether it's helping your team win exactly within that window and or flipping that player to try to get other, you know, elements of need for your organization. Um, I, I do think that's one, you know, systemic issue within the game is at some point, I really don't know how, um, but there probably in the CBA has to be some element that rewards players on the front end financially better. Um, and I don't think it can be as simple as just, you know, you reach certain stat thresholds and you get dollar amounts because there's all these other forms of uh, manipulation and opportunity that could come about. As a, I, I don't have a good solution to it. Um, but in short, yes, I do think we're seeing that the, not the great player. I think most great players are still being taken care of. And I think for the most part, the great players will always be taken care of. But the good to very good player, um, as he's aging, as he's getting into his 30s, I don't think is treated in any way today like he was even 10 years ago, let alone 20, 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and there's good reason for that. The The numbers would show that it's probably a much more cost-effective, you know, dollars for production decision to go with a much younger option um, for way less money. And if that player doesn't work out, just get another guy who's the same thing. You could go through five, 10 of them before you're even paying for one of what the, the more established veteran would be. Um, I see both sides. I, I get why teams are making the choices they are. And I also get why players would say, Hey, you know, we should be getting a certain amount of overall revenue and so if you're not going to be paying us on the back end for the numbers that are on the back of our baseball card, you need to be paying us as we're accumulating them on the front end. And I don't know how they do that, but I do think that has to happen at some point. Well, I have blamed and will continue to blame the Los Angeles Dodgers for screwing up the market. That's just where, no, I'm kidding. There's a subliminal you know, thing there where you almost called them the dollars. The Los Angeles yeah. dollars. You, you saw how that happened, huh? <laughs> well, listen, John, we, we really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Uh, it's, it's great to have you back on the show. Love talking baseball with you. Uh, before you get out of here, uh, you've got uh, the first spring broadcast coming up uh, just days away now. Uh, how many games are you guys doing out in Goodyear? What's that, what's that look like schedule-wise? Uh, so our crew is only doing three. And I will be on two of the three. Uh, I'll be on the first game this coming Monday. I'll also be on the game on March the 15th. And then the third game is also during the opening rounds of the NCAA tournament. Uh, so I will be at a to-be-determined location uh, calling the tournament, which I've done for the last decade and is one of the great joys. And they've been kind enough to, to allow me to miss that one game for that opportunity. Um, but, but we'll have those three with our crew. And then we're also taking other feeds of other games. Uh, I believe the total number is about is seven on Valley Sports Ohio with a combination of what we're doing proprietarily and what we're taking feeds of our, our partners at other, other places, other regionals. What a great conversation we had there with John Sadak. John had a lot of things to say. Uh, so glad he had some time to stop by and talk Reds baseball with us. And coming up, Jeff and I are going to react to what he had to say and tell you what our biggest takeaways were from the conversation. Before I get into any of that, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast. That is FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets back with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet 
wins. You can bet on all of your NBA favorites, your players, your teams with quick bets, live, same game parlays, exclusive props, and much, much more. There's even over-unders. I know Jeff is very excited. We're trying to rein him in. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot today. Uh, if you're interested in some baseball action, well, FanDuel has the Reds odds at winning the National League Central. In fact, they have the third best odds to win the National League Central this year. The Reds are plus 410 to win with the Cardinals, the evil elderly Cardinals favorite at plus 140 with the Cubs right behind them at plus 240. The Brewers have moved to plus 550. Odds makers are starting to figure it out. And of course, the Pirates, poor Ethan Smith, the Pirates, they're holding strong at 16 to 1. So get over to FanDuel right now and get in on the action. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA and the official sportsbook of Locked On. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You can follow us in between episodes on social media. You can follow us on X, Twitter, Twitter X. As you know, Jeff wants to be an X-Man. Uh, just follow us. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. Also, join us on our Discord server. Our Discord community is amazing. The link for the server is down in today's show description. Also, if you haven't done so yet, head over to InsideTheReds.com. Bookmark that site because I'm going to be writing about the Reds over there. Jeff's writing about the Reds. James Rapine, Audie Elmore, Caleb Sisk, Rick Uccino. Lots and lots of folks over there writing about the Reds every day. Check it out between episodes. All right, Jeff. John had a lot to say there in that conversation over the last couple days. And there are a lot of takeaways. There are a lot of things that jump out. But the first one that jumped out at me was one of the very first things that he said when we started talking yesterday. And that is Matt McClain was the best player on the team in 2023. Shout out to Matt McClain and Cincy shirts, by the way. Love Cincy shirts. It's a good shirt. Uh, Matt McClain, best player on the team in 2023. That's what I thought. That's what John said he thought. Uh, and that makes that oblique strain all that more problematic. It makes it all that more concerning to me because as we've talked about, it, it is flared up. It's reared its ugly head. And the Reds need a healthy Matt McClain in this lineup from opening day to kind of set the table, drive the engine, uh, set the pace, set the tone, be the guy uh, for everybody to follow behind. And I hope beyond all hopes that this is that spring training precaution. We're going to shut him down. We're going to baby it early. No need to rush kind of approach that we've seen from this Reds medical staff time and time again. Uh, hopefully it's a situation where Matt doesn't suffer any setbacks, doesn't lose any real uh, get ready time. And that when opening day gets here, he's in the lineup and starting at second base. Yeah, the good news is that the oblique strain, it's its kind of a pool and it's in a different area. They said that it's not a re-aggravation and it didn't cause any real damage. It's kind of just on a different spot of his oblique. So while that is good news, you're right, that's still concerning. We still have to keep that monitored as we move forward. I mean, think about this, whether you're fan graphs or whether you're looking at um, baseball reference, 
he compiled the second most wins above replacement on the team, and he played less games than L.A. De La Cruz did. I think he played 89 total games. So the fact that you had T.J. Friedel number one L, or in Matt McClain number two, and T.J. Friedel played something like 50 more games than uh, Matt McClain did, that just shows you the value that he brought to the team. And I think that will continue. We've talked about this before where I, I think that maybe the slugging percentage comes down a little bit. I don't expect him to be a 500 slugger all of his career, but 450 not? is not a possible. Stop, stop, stop hating on Matt McClain. Hashtag Jeff hates Matt McClain. He's got, no, you're right. You're right. It's, it's unrealistic. <laughs> you know, we've talked about unrealistic expectations with the rookies, right? Mm -hmm. It would be an unrealistic expectation to think that that particular stat is going to hold throughout Matt's career. You're right. And, and that's uh, that's definitely an important part of this Reds line. I mean, he's going to be the number two hitter, I think, until, honestly, I, I, I'm not really sure how you unseat him. Like, unless he just goes on a very prolonged slump and they've got to make a change, he is the best number two hitter on this team and in this lineup. I think for me, the, the thing that I took away from what John was talking about was there at the end, whenever we were talking about the division and how, you know, he pointed out like, look, this team's not this, this division is not going to be the most talented. I mean, the NL West, the AL East, the AL West all have a much better case for that. And let's face it, the NL East does too, although it's a little bit more top heavy than those other three divisions. The only division that the NL Central could say is better than is its AL counterpart, the AL Central, because they've got a whole bunch of teams that really aren't trying to compete right now. But it's all going to be very close-knit. And, and uh, for those of you that heard the, the FanDuel ad just a moment ago, we were talking about the odds for who could win this division. Even with the Pirates at 16-1, to 1, that doesn't mean that they're going to be a slouch. At some point, they're going to call it Paul Skeens. Paul Skeens is going to be a very good pitcher. They just extended Mitch Keller, who is their current ace of their staff. And to me, they are a much, they have a much lower floor than the Reds do, but they are a very similar profile in that they've got a ton of upside. They have a ton of players who, if they do figure it out, they could be a very dangerous team. And of course, they've got the other really tall shortstop in the division in O'Neill Cruz. And I can't wait to see the Reds face them off. So while the odds say 16 to one, you definitely cannot write them off as somebody that, well, the Reds are just going to beat the pirates. Cause we know how that story goes over the last decade. And, and it's interesting that when you heard John break down the division, uh, he talked about the brewers and the bullpen is still good. They, they have, they've added while subtracting and, and it's, it's very strange the place that the Milwaukee brewers are right now heading into this season. I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure what it is they're doing. Are they halfway trying? Are they just waiting for the right moment to blow it up? I don't know. Uh, I also hit on the fact that John, like us, is completely confused by what's going on in Chicago. What are they doing? What are they waiting on? Are they done? No Maybe sense. they're not. They've, they've got money. Who knows? Right. Um, and there's in, in seasons past, this would be the time of year where you would be like, well, they're done. This is who they're going to be. Uh, they're obviously, you know, trying to look at their young players and they're going to make a run for it next year. But there's so many big names still right. available in free agency. The, there could be a press conference today in Chicago, tomorrow in Chicago, announcing they signed, you know, Bellinger and Snell or, you know, the Cubs have the money to do something. Like yep. So 
So for me, are they done? I don't know. Are they are they are they serious about this year? Doesn't look like it yet. Um, so they're the big wild card for me. And, and I said when we talked about this a few weeks ago that I felt like the Cubs were the team the Reds should be worried about just yes. because we don't know. We don't know what's happening there. Um, I, I agree with you on the Pirates. It's going to be fun to watch Cruz versus De La Cruz. Uh, you can't take the Pirates lightly. And, you know, I think that uh, they'll be good, but I don't think they're division winning good just yet. Uh, John also, not quite to the extreme that we do, called the Cardinals old, which warmed my heart. Um, <laughs> you know, he did not make any cream corn or sponsored by Centrum Silver joke. So I'll do that right. for him. You know, the St. Louis Cardinals brought to you by Centrum Silver. There should be a patch. Um, I, I think they're overrated. I think that the projection systems, I think the odds makers, I think everybody is looking at the names that are on that lineup yes. or are on that roster versus looking at the ages next to those names versus looking at the what have you done for me lately of some of those names. Uh, I, I think the, 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 the Cardinals are a house of cards. And they're going to yeah. fall. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, and they're the most easiest to project, right? I mean, Goldschmidt, we know what he's done. Arenado, we know what he's done. Sonny Gray, we know what he's done. Like all of these guys that they have on their roster, a projection system, a national beat writer or something like that for the sport is going to look at them and be like, okay, this is pretty impressive. And I would counter with, it's pretty impressive five years ago or six, seven years ago. Like Nolan Arenado took a huge step back last year, even defensively. Like it's always a given that Nolan Arenado is just going to win the gold glove at third base, but it wasn't last year because he wasn't gold glove Arenado. Does that mean that it's just automatically going to come back? Like, like John made the point. He was just like, yeah, they've done it before. So they could do it again. But I would, I would counter with the fact that they didn't do it last year. I think belays that they will continue to not do it. I don't think they'll be the worst team in the division, but I don't think they're going to return to division championship form. They're going to be in the same category of the Brewers, I think, at the end of the year as far as should they rebuild, will they rebuild. They probably won't like what the Brewers may end up doing. We have we have both said, been on the record and said, I think by the, by the trade deadline, we're going to see the Brewers trade off more guys whoever they can trade that's not nailed down, basically. I mean, we've already heard, even, even with the, the strange signing of Reese Hoskins, that Willie Adamas is on the market. And if Willie Adamas is on the market, everybody's on the market. Devin Williams is on the market. And you trade Devin Williams, that bullpen looks a lot less daunting. You, you trade Freddie Peralta. They might hold on to Peralta as they're kind of the guy to go between for the next generation of Brewers. I think they are where the Reds were in 2022, I don't necessarily know that they go to that degree of win-loss record. They, but they I, may not lose 100 games. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, they may not lose 100 games, but they could lose 90. Yeah, they're still in the realm of, we got to figure out what this rebuild is going to look like for us. You know, Jeff, I think that is a great spot. To, to wrap it up for today. We're going to talk a lot more about this coming up a little bit later today. We're yeah. going to do a live Aloha Friday edition, a uh, special bonus edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. We'll be right here on YouTube, 2 p.m. Eastern time for the audio folks. You're not going to hear that until Monday. Uh, we got a little inside baseball action going on with some tech stuff happening over the weekend. So you won't get that bonus episode until Monday. But if you want to watch it live, 
Make sure you join us at two live. It will be also available on the YouTube feed over the weekend. If you just can't wait. And I know you just can't wait. All right, Jeff, with that being said, get us out of here, my friend. Well, there's still plenty of news coming out of Goodyear, Arizona. We are going to be all over that. The Reds, who knows? They might still make a move or two. We're going to be all over that because we are locked on Reds every single day. I got to go get my uh, Hawaiian shirt and put that on. Be live here soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.